0: Welcome to Dial M for Maple, the AV Club's deep dive look at Riverdale. Today we're pouring ourselves a damn fine cup of coffee to discuss Lynchian. I'm your host Mara Eakin and I'm joined as always by Cameron Cheats. Cameron, hello!
1: Howdy, howdy, howdy. We're back and it's already the penultimate episode of the season. What the heck?
0: I think we're going to be dissatisfied with the finale and then it wasn't <laughs> supposed to be the finale. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that's probably true i i mean these are the topics we or the discussions we've been having the past few episodes but it's just like how are they going to change things and now that we know that it's actually i think last we recorded we didn't know that next week was going to be the last one but that was the last they actually got to shoot so now it's like could they have changed anything after the fact probably not i think you're right i think we do just kind of have to end there
0: yeah it should be really strange um in terms of this episode, I guess the yeah. first sort of ice puncher question is, are you mm-hmm. a David Lynch person?
1: Well, I think that like in terms of me just being a big movie fan all my life, like sure, certainly. I'm not a hardcore Lynch head. I'm no hardcore Lynch head, but y- you got to imagine I have seen Mulholland Drive many times and love it. And and of course, who can forget Blue Velvet um, with starring my beloved uh, Laura Dern? <laughs> i have seen neither of those no of those.
0: no i've seen them have either. you seen any i mean i've watched all of twin peaks including twin peaks, firewalk yeah. with me i kind of stopped halfway through the new season it just like isn't my thing like i was watching it because it was one of those things where it got to the point where i was like i gotta mm-hmm. fucking watch this Like could we talk about it so much at work and, all
1: the time yeah
0: and um my husband really likes it so like we just finished you know we watched it um but yeah, I think it helped me with last night's app to some degree because, like, I could recognize vibes and tones, and yeah, I thought specifically the music was really good in the sense that it was like, I think they took a little Lynchy, kind of Twin Peaksy music vibe there. So,
1: mm-hmm. no, I'd agree with and the that. Refs- I, I was right. I mean, which I think are largely relegated to the the video store blue velvet with the scarlet suite in the back which is a very twin peaks thing yeah
0: with the they, they didn't do the zigzag floor but they did the uh, like the shining floor and yeah. it was uh pretty pretty solid
1: i know i wondered why they made that decision but maybe they just thought it was too obvious to do to, <laughs> to do it any other way yeah, but I otherwise know. i mean otherwise it wasn't it, this wasn't like I don't think you would ever look at this in the same way that last season's noir episode was, like, very noir. Like, this didn't seem entirely too different from, like, Original Recipe Riverdale. But, yeah, you're right. The music was a little bit different. And I guess in the sense that, like, there's, like, this illicit underground tickle ring, it, that kind of feels lynchy in a way, too. It
0: feels like um in Twin Peaks, like, what was the bar they went to, like, in Canada, across the border? Mm-hmm. Do you remember the One-Eyed Jacks or whatever?
1: Yeah, I think that's it's a little. I got
0: yeah. a little bit of that vibe, like both from the Maple Club <laughs> and, you know, some other things.
1: Right, right. I mean, it's it, it, like obviously, as we've talked about, the show has just always kind of been like subtle or not so subtle tips of the hat to David Lynch's work. So. I think I expected this episode to go a little bit harder because of that, and it didn't really. But, I I mean, that's to say, like, I, I still enjoyed the episode, uh, to put it out there up front.
0: <laughs> I don't think they can go too far, because then it's like, why yeah. does this hurt? Like, why is this so annoying? But I did really feel like it was more Lynchian than it has been. Or even kind of the tone of some of the script, just like, or just like how you, you know... Betty, you're so young and beautiful. What could you possibly have to be worried about? Like, just like that kind of shit where you're like... That's a good point. Like, that does seem kind of Lynchian.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. I was kind of like, what what does that even mean? But (laughs) just the tip of the hat. Well, we should get into the episode. I mean, I think this is one of those ones episodes where we get a handful of plot lines and they all are interwoven in ways, but it's kind of like, you know, we can talk about, for example... Jughead story, and it's pretty self contained in terms of like,
0: yeah, especially because Betty's on. like, I am not getting involved in another plot, you deal with it, yeah, which is
1: which I respect
0: interesting. I respect it, but it's also like, uh, yeah, is it cause mm-hmm. she, just because she wants to be with Archie, or like, what, why?
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, I respect her being like, it's the end of the school year, I need to focus on school, and you keep not focusing on school but obviously she's focusing on something else entirely which is uh betrayal of Jughead's trust and and the yearbook apparently. <laughs> yeah and that which I thought I kind of mentally flagged it was weird that Honey was like very into that being done. I don't know. I guess just, that's just him being the principal but it's like that's the first we've heard of it so. <laughs> I know. it was. We
0: can talk about that
1: I guess when we talk a little bit more about Betty but like sure. as far as Jughead
0: basically he gets the vibe that ethel dropped off these tapes and Mm -hmm. like the one like the murder tape the one that has him and betty on it and she so they get the sort of he talks to her she's like no way i'm just trying to get out of here trying to get out of school and then so they go to the bijou theater like what if it's a filmmaker which like duh they should have thought about that a while ago because like Mm -hmm. how do you make all these tapes you know the paramecium records which is amoeba and uh blue velvet rentals which also like it was extremely weird to me that jughead's never been in that video store
1: i had the same thought (laughs) he acted like he's like well this feels like it came out it's like how have you not been there before i
0: know like he's i mean like i know kids use streaming or whatever but like seems Mm -hmm. like you dude would like (laughs) have been there (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm just like I don't know I'm very happy you flagged that because that does feel like a very like us concern it's like no there's no way Jughead <laughs> knows about this place and frequents it because he loves the movie theater and knows the bijou it just it just seemed odd but yeah
0: their selection seemed a little dicey like you know like one <laughs> tiny shelf of horror movies but um yeah you know perhaps props to the props team i suppose
1: yeah i mean truly if i mean maybe we see it again in the next episode but like if they built this whole set and the scarlet suite set just for this episode it's like yeah good job it's pretty detailed little place and then of course there's the clerk who is kind of talking in a very like david lynch what was his what was his twin peaks character's name
0: oh god cameron
1: gary it was something basic like like garrett or something Yeah, yeah 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 But he kind of was speaking with that tone that He also kind of
0: cleans it up really quick too where it's like it makes you feel like he's not involved at all. He's like, Yeah, I don't care, go ahead. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. but not in that tone. But then also like he's totally involved because there's like the Scarlet Suite which is I don't know. Yeah. I mean it's enough everyone's been to the video stores that have like the dirty adult room in the back like there were multiple ones in Athens I worked at <laughs> college. one college yeah, yeah
1: well that's true I can't I can't remember there's a possibility I talked about it on the podcast before but I did work at a family video which I think all if not most of them well this was a video chain very midwestern that where was, you, was smaller where did
0: you work in Cuyahoga Falls
1: yeah where I grew up mm-hmm. okay And um, there's a bunch of them there and I worked there that was like as soon as I was 18 you had to be 18 to work there because there was the adult section in the back I started working there but the thing I always say is that the adult section in my store specifically was back around the corner but then sectioned off by a pair of like um, saloon doors (laughs) and I was like. Bad decision. Any kid that sees us is gonna want to swing through them. Like, why would you not? <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, definitely didn't keep people from like darting back there. Uh, good, good times.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and aside. Anywho, but I mean, I guess I like, was surprised they didn't go in there to begin with. But what they do find out
1: mm-hmm.
0: is, uh, well, let's talk about the AV club part first.
1: Oh yeah, I did throw a note in there too, just because I was like, "Oh wow!" A shout out to the website that we call home.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, like, I'd like to think it's a it's a little a little tip to us. Um, it could just be, you know, in sure. reference. But I will say that, like, I don't think kids these days, like, I don't think schools have that.
1: No, I, and a I, lot of people we talk so. to don't know what the AV club even means. That's true. People do get confused, and I'm like, you at least know what that is, even if you don't know what our website is. Like, but sometimes that confuses them too. Audiovisual. Yeah, I
0: mean, I guess they could have said, Does it have a video club? Or, like, does it have, like, a film club?
1: Mm hmm. But they said, which AD I guess, club. So, I guess that's kind of right. We're going to take that as a direct shout out. And also, because... again,
0: that Jughead didn't know that they have one when he videotaped yeah, that the weird. musical and made a movie about it is like, Uh huh whatever (laughs) i don't buy it i gotta
1: no of course and ethel being the president like we've we've i don't know (laughs) she's she's a very funny character but so is miss bell who gets a couple lines here and is just like is british so (laughs) um i i don't know why but i love that about her and um she's rising up in the ranks quickly of my favorite tertiary characters now Mm, put her in put her (laughs) in
0: the the bracket yeah, next year.
1: The next bracket, of course. Um, but basically, out of that conversation, Jughead finds out that Charles was there to ask Ethel about things, too. And he seems kind of mad. And it's not that Jughead doesn't trust Charles, even though he shouldn't. I think he's just like. I think he's protective of Ethel to some degree. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But <laughs> as we find yeah. out, Ethel has a sex tape of him and Betty. Which she says she's never watched.
1: (laughs) Yeah, which I'm like, no, she watched it. (laughs) But um, not just any sex tape. It is the sex tape titled Ponytail Playmate, by the way. Mm -hmm. And you better believe that is going to be the title of this podcast episode. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so Jughead kind of confronts her about it. I I do take every... Well, no, that's that's not entirely true. I do believe everything that ethel tells jughead but it is kind of one of those things where it's like she knows a little bit more
0: frankly it seems like a lot of people know a little bit more like (laughs) if fucking what's his face took it there to begin with i can't even remember his name now the fratty Uh, school guy
1: rowdy school guy
0: fratty like the douchebag brett 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 weston wallace if he (laughs) if he even dropped it off there to like get it into circulation like yeah how did he know about it you know
1: good point and how
0: did how did none of them know about it like how's jug had never heard of this again i don't buy it but let's suspend our <laughs> disbelief
1: yeah for the sake of the plot of course but
0: what they find um, in there is the fucking jason blossom murder tape the snuff mm-hmm. film which we saw in season one i want to say right and it was like we can never no one can ever see this blah 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 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i don't know how anyone got that
1: yeah that's a true throwback i mean where i don't really remember how that all came into play anyway like i knew that they saw it and they all watch it and were freaked out by it but yeah how could it have ended up anywhere else We, we don't really know and i guess that's part of the mystery
0: yeah and in the end what happens is that Betty, it's roped back into this scheme or this this plot and they go over to Cheryl's because she got a copy of the tape, mm-hmm. but it's like the masked version of the tape.
1: Yeah. It's again, like the Archie comics masks and mm-hmm. it is pretty freaky for sure. I, I love that element of it. I think it's really fun in a horrifying way.
0: But related, we also find out a, a little, a frequent shopper of The mm-hmm. store is Mr. Honey.
1: Yeah, so that to me suggests he,
0: seems... he knows what's going on here.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that like they're definitely trying to keep it open ended. I think it's got to mean something that we saw that the blossom actual blossom murder tape was in the Scarlet Sweet snuff section, mm-hmm. and then for it to have been recreated, so it definitely feels like somebody, somebody that frequents. The video store is obviously the one recreating these tapes. I don't know who they're killing like we're actually seeing someone get murdered here. In The Jughead Betty one, I wasn't entirely sure unless they're that good at practical effects and it's it's faked, but it, you know, somebody gets shot in the head.
0: I mean, maybe the Jughead was there a tape of that? No, cuz it didn't happen. No,
1: that's what I that's what I was wondering then too. Yeah, it's there weird. isn't a tape of Jughead getting bashed by a rock because yeah, it yeah. didn't actually happen. Um, much to think about um the other one i've got to talk about right now is the whole rum war storyline because you know lest we forget veronica and and cheryl started a maple rum of their own and are constantly tied up in the business workings of that
0: <laughs> yeah and, and now they're branching out to the college crowd because her dad locked down all the casinos with elio's family Right. And they're doing Maple Claw, which I think is supposed to be like affordable rum based on what those guys bought. But also, yuck, it's like cheap maple rum.
1: Well, yeah, but and also just in name, it it's like clearly supposed to be a play on White Claw, which I assume college kids do like and I actually enjoy. But like, that's a, like a play on sparkling beverages. I can't imagine that sensation with a maple rum flavor. Yes, I
0: mean, it's very gross. I was just trying to think it's about disgusting. what those guys bought. And also, like, you're not, like, branching out that much if you're just selling, like, three cases to a party. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, compared to, like, casino sales and being an exclusive rum <laughs> distributor. Anyways,
1: whatever. I it mean, small-time. you're you're undervaluing just how much college kids drink right now, I think.
0: <laughs> I know, but if I had seen, like,
1: no, I, of three of cases, course. I would
0: be in on it. <laughs> if they were selling, like, kegs, we could talk. Um... So then the Malloy family, you always get these like i know stereotypical like dirtbag families. You know what I mean? Where they, <laughs> That's like, probably the best way to put it. Yeah. yeah. So they come in and they're like, hey, we've made moonshine maple rum for maple moonshine for years. <laughs> uh, and so Veronica like laughs at us because she thinks it's her dad. Turns out right. it wasn't.
1: I mean, maybe it was. No, it wasn't.
0: No, but... I don't think it was because Hiram goes to like. Rough the guy up, rough the son up, thinks he yeah. wins, but doesn't kill him, walks away, gets the shit beat out of him, then goes back and kills the dad, but Veronica doesn't know that.
1: hmm Well, that's what I wasn't sure about. Like, were those like Veronica obviously assumed that they were pawns to begin with, but I was like, Maybe they really are, but yeah, I guess the way it ends, it would lead you to believe that. They had no idea. They're just an, an honest business trying to make it.
0: <laughs> Maybe it was Penelope. I don't know.
1: I I definitely felt suspicious of Penelope because, like, you know, Veronica gets called to the Maple Club and Cheryl's there, and she's upset. And I, I mean, as far as oh, we're mumsy. told, yeah, yeah, like this happened according to Penelope.
0: Mm-hmm. And she just Very happens to be there when those guys are there. I mean, she's always there because she lives there and is like yeah. trapped there, but. Yeah, still.
1: <laughs> it was uh, fun to see her again, though. I, I do miss that crazy, crazy woman. I know. Um, and then
0: also to say that Cheryl is now out of the rum business because it's too mm-hmm. high stakes for her.
1: Which, honestly, go- I mean, good move. You got college to worry about. You don't need to be tied up in all of that. <laughs> I know. But, but then that what that does, coupled with the aforementioned like Hiram assault, is... I guess puts Veronica back in his good graces, or at least she's starting to trust him again because she, one, she asks him for help because now she has to buy Cheryl out, which uh, sure, but she only probably feels comfortable doing that because she, as she explicitly says, she's like, "Well, you didn't kill someone, so <laughs> maybe you are improving, maybe you are becoming a better person."
0: Yeah, it's yeah. She just feels sorry for him. I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, as totally. Well. He's in theory. As he tells us, he's sick, but I don't know. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. He's weak. Also, there's some speculation that he'll be on Katie Keen the season finale. So Whoa. I think I did yes. it to you. You, so, did. Like, you did. That's supposed to be five years in the future, so how sick is he if he's there? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? That's we'll a great see. point.
1: But that finale won't air until after we've seen the last episode of the well yeah not that that matters but maybe we'll find out that he's not actually dying next week anyway
0: yeah who knows
1: let's take our first break
0: mm-hmm. we'll be right back
1: hi i'm erica mandy from the newsworthy podcast where we break down all the day's news in less than 10 minutes and we know right now all the COVID 19 news coverage can feel a bit overwhelming. Our goal is to keep you updated in a way that gives you the facts and need-to-know information without causing unnecessary panic. We give you the serious stuff and the actions we all need to be taking, but we also remind you about the positive, all in 10 minutes each weekday. Just search for The Newsworthy in your podcast app or go to thenewsworthy.com. That's thenewsworthy.com.
0: All right, we're back, and we have to talk about it, Cameron.
1: I know, <laughs> Archie.
0: These two just cannot stop thinking about each other. She's reading her fifth grade <laughs> diaries, so we get to see like two kids making eyes at each other, and then he Ooh. is writing a sensitive song about her.
1: No thanks. Um, <laughs> I do like the flashbacks. I think it's cute. And again, That's as a we lot talked about, of,
0: like fifth graders, just like laying next to each other and holding hands. I know. Kind of, that would never happen, but go on.
1: Yeah, it's pretty goofy. I mean, definitely in fifth grade, you're still like,
0: uh, cooties cooties.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right? Little, yeah. um, but I did think the flashbacks were nice. And again, it's like, at least now the show is committing to it a little bit and like trying to, you know, get us to buy why they would have these lingering feelings. Like, you know, they just, he proposed to her. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's kind of strange. Like, we never, they right. didn't tell us that in the f- in the first season. Like, she just all of a sudden liked him, you know? Uh-huh. And, like, there was Because he got hot, that, as they said. But there was also no sort of, like, background to that. It was just like, oh, she was the girl next door, and, she, and like, all of a sudden she had a crush on him. And, like, that was weird, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, but that doesn't vibe with what we're learning now, but maybe. I guess there's, yeah. like, five intervening years there or something, you know?
1: That's true. There's some time we still don't know about. <laughs> we'll get uh, the off series, the Archie the Younger Years, pretty pretty soon. But <laughs> I think, like, I mean, my favorite little detail to come out of the diary stuff was Betty mentioning how Archie fell off his bike and got a scar. Which, of course, is like not Archie comics lore, but it's just like that. KJ appa has that little scar. So I just I, I like the show doing that
0: as an adult woman. <laughs> this mm-hmm. whole time, I was just like why are you guys cheating? Like, if you want to be together and you want to, like, quote-unquote, do more, break up with the people you're with, (laughs) who you supposedly love, and then be together. Like, you don't need to, like, sneak around. You know what I mean? Like, you're just going to hurt more people that way.
1: Yeah. I mean, and I think that that's why Betty specifically says, when Archie starts playing a song, Betty's like, we need to, like, we need to put an end to this and us and you know, whatever this even is because she does love Jughead still and didn't want to let him go i mean it's obviously i it's possible to love more than one person at once but like i don't know i mean the thing that the thing that i was kind of thrown for here was that, like especially in Archie's song, the like the lyrics he's singing it makes me think that like, yes, they have this like past version of themselves that they're like still obsessed with the idea of that. but the lyrics kind of make me think that they both think they're better than riverdale and and the drama and Jughead and Veronica in some ways. at least his lyrics kind of alluded to that, where it's just like we're meant for more than this. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but he's also like pretty committed to staying in Riverdale and making it better. Do you know what I mean?
1: Well, I mean Unless he, he definitely he's f-
0: gonna be a musician.
1: Yeah, I mean he definitely felt like he was, but then I mean as we app. see at the end of this episode, yeah, he he decides he's gonna join the naval academy, which gets him out of Riverdale for a little while.
0: I mean it's but- so odd because like you know, three ups ago or whatever, he was, like, Mm going to stay in town and run the youth center for the rest of his life. And then then he's (laughs) in the Naval Academy. Then he's, like, wants to be a musician. And then he, you know... Mm -hmm. I mean, he is, like, 17, 18, so he's allowed to change his mind a lot, but...
1: Yeah, that's fair. You don't have to, like, have your life planned out yet. But he does change a lot. And I honestly had forgotten about the youth center for a second until you said it again, so... Mm
0: -hmm. And then... I mean, I think what we should really talk about here is Cheryl. Cheryl's good advice, where she, like, knew what was going on, and is, like, you're in love with the idea of Archie, which is, like, spot on. Not the actual person. Like, you actually love Jughead.
1: And she says that's Endgame, which I think that's kind of, like, you know, who knows? Again, you guys are still in high school, but she's got a good point. They've been through a lot together, and... They obviously still love each other. So yeah, good job there, Cheryl. She was picking up on something like episodes back, even when they were faking it, that we were just like, no.
0: <laughs> I know. It's so strange.
1: So that was definitely the show laying the groundwork there. But the, Cheryl also, by reading that diary a little bit, learns that Betty, younger Betty was mad at her for kissing Archie just because they both had red hair, which feels... I love that detail, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's very... That feels real to me, at least real to Cheryl's character.
0: Um, do you want to give the rundown of the Tickle video storyline?
1: Oh, do I ever, my goodness. Um, I Hopefully. thought this was so fun and I do love that like in just a normal episode Kevin is driving the plot for the most part. Actually, I mean it's like Kevin and Reggie and then they bring of course Tony into it and Fang's has been involved, but I love that. I love that they have a story of their own and um where it starts is I mean, Fangs and Kevin are still tickling up a storm, and Reggie shows up, and he's like heard about it, and they talk about how the money's so good, and I kind of have trouble believing that tickle video money is better than like pushing drugs, but I don't know, yeah, I don't know what drugs it's like go fat
0: for. <laughs> envelopes of cash, it's insane. Yeah, it's all so ones.
1: Um, but Reggie wants in, and just the way he's talking about it, like I think that Charles Melton is really is is like good at kind of not is good at selling the comedy in a subtle way like it's very funny but he's not like I'm reading a joke right now I I think he's great and I, I felt like again Bad Boys for Life did not use him to their full advantage he's funnier <laughs> than they gave him credit for Sorry to pick that bone again but um <laughs> so he wants in and you know we we don't see but we hear that like he did a video with them and it was it went well i guess and then he yeah right and he pretty immediately is like well we can be doing this ourselves who needs freaking terry and it's like yeah i guess who needs terry
0: that's true but he's like also trying to find always trying to find like the easiest way to do something do you know what i mean like he can't wait for anything
1: right definitely And like, he just pretty immediately is like, okay we're going to get more football players involved. And then they only want to do it if it's co-ed. And so then he goes to Tony. Yeah, Yeah, of course. (laughs) Even though they're apparently just all sitting there fully clothed, tickling each other. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Terry comments on Reggie having a good laugh. Mm
0: hmm. It's like an which endurance gets... sport, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then... Guess that gets you paid more.
0: Yeah, and then she gets the vixens in. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't do the pretty poisons. Where, what happened to them?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I thought that that's why he was talking to her, but she was, like, speaking as a representative of the vixens, which was, yeah, surprising. Yeah. But um. they have their little party.
0: Yeah, it's like... Tickle party. ...fish bowl. It's kind of like a seven minutes in heaven thing, but it's mm-hmm. not... It's not sexual, Cameron. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and then, um, what happens ultimately is they get uh in trouble with Terry. Is that a name, Terry?
1: Yeah, Terry. Um, right, because Kevin like tries to back out and like does it by lying initially, and I know. then they catch him.
0: Never right, and then so they try to muscle Terry and his bros out, and then Terry narcs on them to Mister Honey, who gets them in trouble. Because they're wearing their fucking Mm -hmm. uniforms, which was stupid. But they're high schoolers, so they're stupid. And I don't know if this is the end of it, though. It doesn't feel like it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting just because, like, it does dovetail with all the other, like, voyeur, voyeur video stuff because this is all being put on video, too. It's like, I don't know, there could be someone pulling strings behind all this in some way. And it would be odd... I guess it wouldn't have it wouldn't be that odd for Terry to be like they're wearing these jerseys I know who to go to and just like call the school up to get them in trouble but it I, I don't know just you know knowing now that we really can't trust Mr. Honey for anything it's like maybe he's connected to that some way too I agree the the best the best and funniest smartest move of this whole episode was to have terry and his guys show up and like threaten to break kevin's fingers which like it's like because then he could never tickle again
0: (laughs) it was a little lynchian that like yeah that's fingers bending and yeah
1: yeah, it was tough to see. It it kind of freaked me out, but I just think it's so funny where I they don't explicitly say this, but almost where it's like you'll never tickle in this town again because <laughs> they're like, he can't, he can't if his fingers are broken. So <laughs>
0: he's like, I think that'd be the least of his problems. But yeah, I mean, you know sure, I mean?
1: yeah. <laughs> um, and that kind of wraps up the other big plot of the episode. I feel like we've touched on all the big storylines. Again, I was just thrilled that. Like Kevin and Reggie were kind of driving something, and uh, they have every once in a while this season, so that was exciting. Um, what are your thoughts? I
0: liked it. Uh, well, the Barchi stuff, I was like, This is out of left field. Uh huh. Like, why are they all of a sudden in the bunker together, like talking about how they want to make out, but like can't? (laughs) You know, it feels strange, and also then it just feels like this like physical manifestation. Like, if you guys want to be together. That's a different thing than you just want to, like, F each other.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's all Archie really wants to do. Who can say? Also, the bunker, not a good place for that. Like, everyone knows that spot.
0: I know. Jughead could walk in there at any moment. He was there all of last episode.
1: Yeah, pouring over tapes. It's the freaking sex bunker. Everyone shows up there all the time.
0: It's very strange. And, like, there could definitely be a camera down there, too. And also, like... I don't know if maybe they were trying to imply that they just like wanted to hook up behind their significant other's backs. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, if they, if that's what they were trying to Ohio, it wasn't super clear.
1: Right. Right. Agreed. Um, but I mean, the other side of that is that this seems to at least put a pin in Barchi you know I don't think we're gonna have to worry about their will they won't they next week and maybe not for the foreseeable future Uh, who can say yeah Um, I
0: wonder if it is gonna come back to bite them in the ass though like in the sense that they were like you were even thinking about it and that's a problem yeah I mean I don't know
1: you know right and we know that people are around town filming everything it's extremely possible that they could have been filmed in the bunker on their way into the bunker like I, I, you know, that it just seems like they weren't being especially careful, con- especially considering everything else going on.
0: Mm-hmm. And she did keep that uh, one diary, so the door is always open.
1: That's right. I, th- I forgot. Archie's playing that song later, and Mary's like, "That's a pretty song for someone very special." I'm sure Veronica loved it, or has she heard it yet? And he's like, uh,
0: "Yeah." No. I mean, if he ever plays that, then like she's gonna be like, "Wait a minute, what's this?" You know what
1: I mean? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But. In terms of the rest of the episode, I I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, I think every little storyline got equal time and was compelling. Like, I I even thought that the Rome stuff was pretty interesting, whereas, like, that would normally kind of fit my, like, least excitable storyline category. but I um, liked,
0: I don't know, I thought it was a good app, and it really mm -hmm. was intriguing. And I liked all the plot pieces. Like, I liked the little video store, you know?
1: Right. It all felt pretty crucial in terms of like starting to build towards the season end game, which knowing that that's highly abbreviated now, like who knows if it'll actually pay off in the way that was going to feel nice. But I liked where it was headed. I agree. Yeah.
0: And I'm dying to know what's going on with Mr. Honey.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and what did he we? even
0: give Betty when he's like, oh. this is for the yearbook? I was like, what is this? like an old ship captain. Like, what picture is this?
1: That's true, <laughs> right? Yeah, I forgot about that part. Yeah, honey's a weirdo. Should that,
0: we? If we had, if we pulled clips for the steps we, Whip, which we did not, but if we had, mm. I would have pulled the one where she's like, "Yes, I did volunteer for the yearbook," between you know being getting deprogrammed at the farm and blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs>
1: like, right, of course. Yeah, that was good. Cheryl had some good lines, especially when she called the Malloys like the swamp thing cast, and then. Hearing Ethel talk about Ponytail Playmate, I was losing my mind. That is right up my alley. That was so funny (laughs) to me.
0: Um, Here's some fan theories you solicited on Twitter. Yes. Uh, We're in the
1: speculation booth now for for what it's worth. Oh, big time.
0: (laughs) Patty EK4 says, I think Charles is behind the tapes. There's still the the connection to Chick, which most people forgot. And Charles is an FBI agent, has easy access to anything for surveillance. Oh, my God. I just stumbled over a person I had completely forgotten and who might be helping Charles as well. Hermosa. I buy it. Yeah.
1: This um, listener follower on Twitter, E 4 had shared a whole series of tweets with thoughts. And it's, like, uh, pretty much where our head's been, too, in terms of, like, Charles and Chick, of course. And I forgot about Hermosa. Like, why, why not?
0: <laughs> yeah. I think it all makes a lot of sense. I think we've talked about Charles and Chick, and I still buy it. Surveillance mm-hmm. thing with the FBI, for sure. It's And this episode, I did buy him as an FBI agent more. Like, I believed he might actually be one, and not that he's, like, been lying the whole time.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, God, he shows up to the Blue Velvet Rentals place with, like, actually a team of people, for to believe. I know.
0: <laughs> I mean, he could get those people anywhere in, like, a warrant. Yeah. Who knows if that warrant's real, but, like, yeah, I bought it.
1: hmm I did, too. But th- just because he's part of the FBI doesn't mean he's a good person. <laughs> Um, the other the other one I put on here was actually from a commenter on the site on the TV review and um, it's looking a little bit more ahead but I thought it was worth discussing They said my guess next season Riverdale will join Katie Keene five years into the future after everyone has graduated college. everyone's back in town for reasons driving the season's arc and a lot of the episodes will feature flashbacks explaining how the character's familiar status quo tra- changed for instance why everyone broke up and now Barchi exists so I love a little this. bit of I do, too. I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think it's cool that they could all of a sudden all come back to Riverdale. Like, maybe they did move away, but they're back for a specific reason.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, Cameron, that was actually going to be part of my uh, blue and gold later. It's not really blue and gold, but, like, it's just tangentially related. But I don't know if you've watched the Kevin Keller episode of Katie Keene yet. Um, Tragically, no. It's a lot. He's great. (laughs) But, like, we find out that he kind of had, like, some kind of, like, Me Too stuff happen to him and is living back in Riverdale and is, like, a drama teacher.
1: Wow. Which is okay. such a
0: bummer. <laughs> like, and he, Definitely. like, wrote a script that's basically, like, about Riverdale. It's called, like, Cloverdale, you know?
1: <laughs> like Cloverfield meets Riverdale. Yeah. Thing. It's about, like, so, yeah. the
0: girls. Like, it's very cute and I recommend watching that episode specifically if you like, Riverdale because, like... Yeah. Um, what's her face? Katie. Katie Kane plays uh, Betty. <laughs> they have like a table read and like all the cast yes, right. plays. You know, um, Ginger plays Veronica. You know, it's cute, and like clearly oh, they know the photo. writing. So, mm-hmm. um, but it's a real bummer. Like I was like, this is what's Kevin. This Kevin's like back working at Riverdale High, and he seems bummed about it. So.
1: Hmm, that's, it was a that bummer. It was a
0: bummer for my pal Kev.
1: <laughs> and no mention of Fangs, which is interesting because you know, as we hear at the end of this episode, they both essentially have plans to go to college in the same area—Pittsburgh,
0: mm-hmm. Carnegie Mellon. I think that's together. like really where he went IRL.
1: Oh, Kevin Casey or Casey yeah. Cott. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I guess that makes sense. Ugh, I love Pittsburgh. I think it's <laughs> such a cool city. Um, yeah, huh. I'm still excited to watch that episode. I've been dying to, and I was curious if it like shaded in any blanks. But again, this theory from the commenter I, I think that makes so much sense. I mean definitely. And I love the idea of
0: to bring in all these new characters and yeah, like... totally. yeah.
1: It just feels like it was going to feel forced to continue to bring everybody back to Riverdale but it's like if they already graduated and there's like one central mystery that's getting them back home. That's really fun to me. I think that that's a cool idea. And they're all, like, slightly different people than we last saw.
0: Yeah. It could also explain, too, what happened to FP, if we lose him, like, as a recurring, mm-hmm. and Hermione. Like, where'd they go? You know what I mean?
1: Well, totally. And I was going to say, I mean, that is kind of a bummer in my mind, knowing that, like, we didn't finish, we aren't finishing the season as written. So, I like, do we really even get a proper... We probably don't get a proper goodbye to those characters at the end of this season, though. Yeah, I don't think they're going away. I just think they're well, going away point.
0: as recurrings, which I think means, like, they're on a certain number of apps and you have to pay them a certain amount of money. Yeah. Um, but I think they're just going to be, like, guests where they're in, like, four apps a season or, you know, whatever it is, like, and they just pay yeah. them per rep.
1: And they can just pop in. I don't really when, know who said Girls Cameron, but that's what I think happens. <laughs> Same.
0: Um, let's do some more speculation and talk about the name game. Next week's episode, in the game. trailer. Did you watch the trailer?
1: I actually did not. Oh no. my god.
0: You should pause right now and you should go watch it. Yeah. Um I seriously mean that, by the way. Um it's called Killing Mr. Honey, which is an allusion to Killing Mr. Griffin, the Lois Duncan mm-hmm. novel.
1: Do you know who she's written so she wrote hotel for dogs and like i didn't know who she was really
0: okay record scratch cameron went and watched the trailer we are back <laughs> um cameron okay so the trailer totally jibes with killing Absolutely. mr mister whatever it is
1: mr griffin yeah yeah it definitely does because that whole plot is just about these students kind of fed up with their like strict uptight teacher so they have like they hatch this plot to kidnap him but then he accidentally dies, which I kind of think is what happens in, according to the Riverdale teaser. Um, and then it just becomes this whole thing where it's like there's loose ends and and infighting, and it kind of all catches up to them. Mm-hmm. And it definitely looks like where we're going here.
0: I remember it well, actually. I think I read it.
1: I um, never did. Uh,
0: this is, but I did find that trailer be very creepy.
1: Totally. Like, I mean, they're I all in their like, bunny mask,
0: or whatever it is. So
1: <laughs> yeah. And then Veronica asks how many of them have experience getting rid of a body and it's like yeah all of them at this point i
0: think that they i don't know i don't think they kill him i think he like gets away
1: yeah i mean it seems pretty intense that they would you know okay he's a pain in their ass right now there's i don't think these characters as we know them would actually think that they need to kill him unless we do end up finding out that he has more of a connection to these tapes and they're like he's actually a, a threat to their lives yeah, I'm interested but,
0: to know how they land on him as a bad guy.
1: Yeah, definitely. But senior um, prank uh, could be that too. That goes wrong. I mean, it seems like they take him to the cabin, like the one, the lodge cabin. Maybe they're definitely somewhere else altogether. So I'm curious about that. I mean, eh, I, that's the end of the season, so <laughs> it's like, yeah, sure. Um. We should take our final break and we'll come back to wrap things up with the Blue and Gold.
0: Great. We'll be right back. All right. We are back for the latest edition of the Blue and Gold, which is where we talk about our favorite Riverdale adjacent moments every week from the cast, the fans, and beyond. Cameron, I did mine. Which was not necessarily my favorite, but it's the last episode of Katie Kane was really worth watching.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, and I will watch it.
0: it. I just really enjoy that show. Um, I know we mm-hmm. talked about it on the podcast, and and I'd love to hear viewers' thoughts as well. Um, and then I know you have a... Well, one of them, Jordan Sweet Pea Connor, <laughs> was on Celebrity Drag Race.
1: Yeah, Celebrity being a loose
0: term. Um, <laughs> God bless him. Love him. He's really he's he was really good he won he won as i hated it that all the guys were like they'd be like what's your drag name and they'd be like well my girlfriend's two dogs when she was growing up it's like they're using that like porn name idiom thing you know what i mean where it's like the street you grew up on and like that's (laughs) not really how most people's fucking drag names come to be but sure
1: yeah i mean just kind of a trip that he was on there to begin with like I, we we had like looked at you know the names of the folks that were on the episode and it was like okay I know of Nico Tortorella not Tortellini. that's what everyone jokingly calls him <laughs> online but I know of Nico Tortorella and um, I know of Jermaine and then I was like Jordan Connor who is that I know I, I looked him up and I was like oh shit yeah I know him well but I just the reason why I couldn't think of it is because I never would expect the show one to go for Jordan Connor like he's not. We we I do like him on on Riverdale. He's a handsome guy, but like Maybe he's Charles very much a Melton
0: or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, of course. Why would they land
1: there? He, he's very much an actor that has been in some Canadian stuff, but I think really only Riverdale as far as I know is that is broken Looking through for with. for Alaska
0: but... apparently on Hulu. He's like in oh, that, which kind of explains right. where he has been on Riverdale this season and that in that he's not true. really in
1: it. And people like that show. I think that that ended up being a yes, pretty successful but I still feel
0: thing. like when he got cast on that, he wasn't in that yet, or wasn't like fully sure, in that. Sure, so maybe. That's why all the jokes are Riverdale jokes, although they're yeah. very thin. They're like, we're not in Riverdale anymore. I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> but like, I don't know. I wonder how that show was cast. If you really want to get into like the nitty gritty of celebrity drag race, like
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: how that really. Like, if they put out a call and said, submit your people, and then they picked, you know.
1: Yeah, true. I mean, I would think they'd put out a pretty, cast a pretty wide net. Or if and... they
0: went after people specifically, I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I guess you're right. Like, Jordan ends up winning, and, like, his snatch game is is Awful. as funny as it can be. But, <laughs> like...
0: <laughs> it was so... Ugh. I thought the makeup was bad. I thought he was supposed to be Chrissy Teigen, and I... Anyways, but I mean, like he kind of vogued, so he had like a little yeah. something to bring to the lip sync for your life,
1: right? And they they loved that they ate that up. Yeah, that show was wild. Um, safe to say that's the last Riverdale folk person we'll we'll, we'll see on that. But like, so, yeah. <laughs> wild. Um, <laughs> the other thing, you know, Riverdale people showing up everywhere uh, these last few weeks. The other thing is that as of Today, the day we were recording, Dangerous Lies has dropped on Netflix. Um, was not anything I had heard of until you passed the press email on to me. We got invited to the junket, and you know what? I did it, and I talked to Camila Mendez and her co-star, Jesse T. Usher, for a few minutes about the movie. And uh, as I mentioned to you earlier, I, on the call, was like, oh, blah, 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 and Cammie, you, this, and I was like... <laughs> Oh God, that's like the familiar. (laughs) That's what I don't know her actually at all, but I talk about her all the time. I should have called her Camila, but I said Cammy, and I hope she didn't think that was really weird. But I I went there.
0: That's like what people call her on Instagram and stuff. So like, that's true, right? So if you were familiar with her, did you ask about Riverdale?
1: I did not have time to as explicitly as I wanted, but I had them do this thing at the beginning where they. Where I basically played two truths and a lie with them at the beginning, and I presented their co-stars with facts about each other, and the the Cami lie because she went to NYU with with Cole Sprouse, but they weren't friends there. But the lie I gave for Cami was that she and Cole were friends, her Riverdale co-star were friends at NYU, and Jesse did not guess that. But then she went on to be like, "Yeah, I always say that I remember seeing him, but he doesn't remember me at all," <laughs> and so. We got a little Riverdale talk in there in that sense.
0: Uh, was she at her funny. house, and what did her house look like? What was, the, what was her background? One. To she ten.
1: was. It looked Ugh. bright, and she just had a white wall behind her. That's it was what they kind of like do. a. Yeah, I mean that's what I, I do think too. They,
0: <laughs> it's because when they put they like export it and they'll put like a dangerous lies logo on there when they send it to. you. So, anyways.
1: Yeah right, but it looks. But I white want like bookshelves. I want. <laughs> yeah. You know. See the stuff on the book. I had to imagine just because it was as bright and sunny looking as it was that she's in L.A. It's <laughs> my guess. But um, obviously cool to talk to her. Uh, The movie is out there now. It's a f- weird sensation watching the movie because I really did kind of like I think she's super capable in it. But it isn't like a role that is highly differentiated from Veronica from scene to scene beyond the fact that like this character is not a super, super rich upstate New York person or whatever Veronica is from but um, there were just times where it, my I feel like my brain was trying to tell me that I was like watching a Riverdale episode from time to time
0: yeah it's so odd and that mm-hmm. movie really like size is a horrible name for a movie but
1: oh, if you're trapped I mean, at home yeah.
0: and you're just watching Netflix you can probably find worse things to watch
1: yeah I mean it's kind of interesting in that like Elliot Gould is in it just kind of shows up <laughs> which is a surprise because he's like a Hollywood icon and then like Jamie Chung, who I always like, has a smaller role. And um, I don't know if the name Cam Gigandet. Gijan, oh, yes. Gijande. I've seen <laughs> yeah. Twilight, Cameron. Yeah, of course. I was going to say, he felt like such a thing for a little bit of time. And I haven't seen him much lately. Mm-hmm. He's in Burlesque, too, which is also on streaming on Netflix. And <laughs> that is a wild, wild movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well... Maybe, you know, have a have a Netflix party this weekend and watch Dangerous Lies with your with your reveal friends.
1: Yeah, you might as well now, because after next week's episode. No, that's not true. So there's are the final episode of the season. And then the following week, the 14th, all of it goes up on Netflix. So then you can just spend all your free time rewatching the season if you'd like. And
0: trying to piece it all together and like watch from the beginning <sighs> and be like, oh.
1: Yeah, like and remind yourself that like Julian happen this season the doll <laughs> believe it or not can you
0: believe it <laughs> oh and like um, the beginning of the season we still got no i guess that was the end of last season right when um chad michael murray was still in it or was that the beginning of? This oh
1: one? no that was the beginning of this season for sure <laughs> because they all run off and we, we get to see him die at the beginning of this It season. seems
0: forever ago
1: it does it's crazy mm-hmm it's so, it's like, it feels like the season's ending too soon, but it also, I mean, we truly are only a few episodes away from the end. It's just like, Literally the way they structure things. It, yeah. Oh, that's well, what I mean. But right. yeah,
0: but like, we would, we would have been like maybe three or four, I think.
1: Yeah. Mm. Anyway. And, yeah.
0: This feels like a good place to end at the end. I think so. Dial M for Maple is a production of Onion Ink. Our theme music is by Stuart Wood and our engineer, is Stacey Gerard. The show is hosted by me, Mar and Cameron Sheets. If you like the show, you can tell your friends, give us a five star review, and uh, listen to us everywhere podcasts are found. You can also follow us on Twitter at, at dialm4maple. We will see you guys next week for the season four finale, directed by Majin Amick.
1: Ooh, all right, bye bye, Bulldogs. See you soon.